0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Michael Johnson, an Assistant Professor of Immunobiology at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. Recently, you've been studying how copper compounds might be used in the treatment of COVID 19. What might copper compounds do?
1: Well, copper is kind of a unique metal, Uh, it's been used since antiquity to kill pathogens in various copper pots. It's also been used in various compounds to protect vineyards, such as the Bordeaux mixture. Uh, it's been used to say people against the potato blight. Uh, so copper's kind of been part of our society for quite a while as an antimicrobial. And we still don't quite know all the ways that it is toxic to some of those uh, bacteria or pathogens. So what my laboratory does is we are interested in that mechanism of how copper is toxic and we think that we can use those in a variety of different ways.
0: So what are you doing specifically to test it with COVID-19?
1: Recently, there was a New England Journal of Medicine uh, article that basically showed that COVID-19 did not persist on copper surfaces as, as compared to on other surfaces uh, nearly as long. You know, the half-life of the COVID-19 was in the order of hours versus in cardboard or some other surfaces. It was in on the order of days. So there was something to how copper was causing a certain level of toxicity against that virus. And we think that we can use those particular properties against uh, the, uh, the virus in a controlled fashion using what's known as an ionophore or a chelator, which is basically a compound that can bind a metal.
0: So now are you talking about killing the virus externally before it gets to people, or are you talking about things that are like parts of a drug or something?
1: We don't quite know yet, to be completely honest. So, we're trying to look at a couple of different ways. We're interested in looking at the spike protein, which is the protein that actually binds to the ACE2 receptor on mammalian cells. And if we can disrupt that particular interaction by potentially introducing copper that might basically destabilize the spike protein, and again, in a controlled manner, then that's one point of efficacy of copper. However, once the virus gets inside, then you might need something that works on maybe a capsid protein or something that blocks viral assembly. And so we also have viruses that we're looking at to study that point of view. We don't quite know where we're trying to target, but we do have, the, uh, I guess, a, a hypothesis on using copper to target the virus.
0: And is there something special about copper compared to other metals?
1: Copper is kind of an interesting metal in that it has two different states. One that kind of works inside of our cells. Which is kind of the reduced form, and one that kind of works outside of ourselves or in nature, which is kind of the oxidized form. And it can go between these two different states and it can bind to different proteins in those two different states. And in doing so, it has a lot of different properties that we can kind of exploit against different bacteria.
0: And so, what got you started on the COVID research? Obviously, this is sort of a hot topic, but was there a particular opportunity or something that came up?
1: When the New England Journal of Medicine paper came out that Covid nineteen persists less on copper surfaces, I started getting a flood of tweets, a flood of emails of saying, "Hey, are you going to look at this? Hey, are you going to look at this?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm not a virologist, so I don't really know how to use my level of expertise to help against this particular virus. And you know it's one of those things where you want to help, but you're afraid that if you step into things, you might muddy the waters. So that's when the power of collaboration came in. And one of my friends and colleagues, uh, Conrad Van Dorslayer, he's a very nice virologist at, uh, at U of A. And he said, hey, I have this system that I think we could try your compounds in. Do you want to try and work together on this? And I said, oh, yeah, this sounds absolutely wonderful. So we brought him in. We brought some other bioinorganic chemists. We have some medicinal chemists in, and we just kind of made this really nice, uh, you know, ragtag team of scientists to see if we can get this particular project to work. And now we're starting to get off the ground. We're about to start testing some of the compounds and we're really excited to, you know, at least have the ability to be helpful.
0: Well, good luck with it. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Absolutely. This is Tim Swindle and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.